Look at us. Look at us. We're just a couple of rural gals trying to create community and entertain. I'm Courtney. And I'm Annalise. And we're Egg's most okayest farm girls. Grab a drink. We're here to help. Are you something quick? Yes. My dad has a coaster I made him when I was, I don't even know. Isn't that cute? Horrible. Oh, look at you got this is just a room. I'm glad you're in your dad's office because <laughs> one, internet works. Two, what a vibe. I can hear you. I'm drinking my coffee on the coaster I made my dad when I was like five. Okay, oh. maybe not five, like ten. Well, I just I'm not gonna lie, this is a little Irish coffee. Tom's like, why don't Ooh. we in there? I was like, why don't we? I even frothed the cream. Holy shit. <laughs> Fancy pants. Look at you go. Uh, and now I feel less than because I'm just <laughs> drinking black coffee. Plain old coffee. What do you say we talk about how we got here? Let's do that. Yeah, we, we'll talk, we'll share our stories and hopefully inspire some other ladies to chase a dream, to do the thing, put themselves yeah, out there. Do the dang thing. Mm-hmm. You go first. I've got whiskey in my coffee. Okay. So my social media journey started in 2019 because it was the year that we brought home our first two longhorn cows. The very beginning of starting our herd, I was like, well, I better document all this because how else are people going to know what we're doing? First generation? I am. Erin is not. Okay. So Aaron is third or even possibly fourth generation farmer. Okay. So he grew up milking dairy cows on his family farm and uh, raising Angus. Okay. I started our Instagram and Facebook pages that day because we had planned to process beef for our community and sell the beef direct to consumer. And I was like, well... No one's going to know we exist out here because we're like way out in the boonies. Mm-hmm. So that was the initial reason why I started. And then also Aaron had planned. So he's a taxidermist. He had always planned we were going to sell the beef direct to consumer. And then the hides that are left over, he is going to make shoulder mounts of like Texas Longhorn shoulder mounts. Which is so cool. Which is awesome. Like it's just using more of the animal that would have been thrown away if he Mm -hmm. didn't have that skill. So that was the plan. I had really just wanted to reach local people. That was why I started it. It quickly turned into so much more though. Yeah. (laughs) Like just, it does. It like, it opens doors. I mean, how were we going to sell these big, beautiful Texas Longhorn mounts locally? Like we weren't. Yeah, there's not a huge market for it in small town USA. (laughs) Correct. But I soon found that the more I posted about them, obviously, the more people across the country that it reached, it's just developed from there. Like recently, I started a Facebook online auction for these mounts. I don't know if I told you that. No. That's cool. I started that because prior to that, we just kind of had, we were going off of an email customer list. So anytime 
someone asked about a mount, I would put them on the list. And then anytime we had a, a mount finished, I would email pricing and pictures out to this list. It was working fine, but I had so many people contact me saying like, how do I get first dibs? Like, can I put money down to guarantee that I am like one of the first people that know about the mount? Because we were, I could sell some of these mounts over and over again four times because like, if you don't happen to open your email first, like you miss out. Mm -hmm. So I was like, there's got to be a better way. I started the online auction, which went very well. We just sold a mount for $7,500. Holy shit balls. Yeah. So <laughs> it's working out great. Like I absolutely need social media for our business. I hate that I need it, but also that's the reality. I mean, and it's free marketing. It is. Yeah. I also have a love-hate relationship with social media because like you said, like you need it. A lot of good mm -hmm. can from it like we met each other through social media yeah. and meet a lot of cool people but at the same time it's so draining and it's so hard to keep up you know with the joneses and the algorithm and all of the things it's like i just want to take a break sometimes but also yeah. run a business right i do feel like i don't know about you but every now and again i just experience horrible burnout mm -hmm. where you just like pour so much time into this and then you're just like ugh feel like I have no creativity left. So then I kind of feel like I take a back seat and I have to kind of pause and take a break. Which is kind of the best thing to do. Shameless plug for my Farm and Grow, the virtual mastermind, where I teach women how to share their stories online. That's one thing people talk about is like, what happens when that creativity drops or you feel that burnout or whatever? And I always say like, the best thing to do is just put down that phone and go live life. Because the second you do that and get back into your element, you suddenly have 10 more ideas and things you want to share. And so you do have right. to just put down the damn phone sometimes. Right. Take a little breather. Mm -hmm. So my journey has evolved from really like figuring out how I'm going to market and sell these big, beautiful mounts and our beef. And then I've recently discovered, hey, like, I've always been a painter. I actually went to art school my first two years. I was a drawing and painting major. So I've always kind of done art. And recently I've discovered, hey, why am I not posting my art on here? <laughs> like I have this platform to reach tens of thousands of people. So that's what I started doing maybe a year or two ago. Because mm -hmm. I'm now doing custom commissions for people. Things are amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Cool. It kind of fits with my page. I mean, I do farm related paintings. Mm -hmm. My page has evolved to not just, it's not just beef sales. It's paintings, mounts, ranching. It's, it's me. It's, yeah. it's my journal almost, my story. It's awesome what I get to do. Yeah. I feel like you also should definitely share one when your page got hacked. Because that is a story. Oh, yeah. Yes. Also, that you recently, just last year, right, quit your day job to make you and Aaron's dreams, like, really 
come to life? Yes. So I had been working um, as an ER tech for 10 years and the pandemic really just like sucked the life out of me. And then also just having kids of my own, like my priorities changed and I have my own family to take care of now. And so I really just wanted to get out of healthcare. There's a lot of trauma and I imagine <laughs> just like PTSD, really. For healthcare workers, like the shit that we see is draining. I knew I wanted to leave. I was finally able to retire from healthcare and just focus on being a mom and doing my paintings and growing our ranch. Um, Just get back to the things that really light the spark in me and I have passion for. So I'm really thankful. You texted me like, I did it. I'm going to, or I don't know if it was, I did it. I quit my job or you're like, I'm going to do it. I'm quitting my job. And I was just like, yay. Yes. One of the major hurdles, which actually wasn't a hurdle. Everyone always tells you like, you know, if your husband is a farmer and self-employed or a rancher, like usually someone ends up having to work an in-town job to carry the benefits for your family. I feel like we've all been lied to because that's not necessarily true. I was so scared to leave healthcare for that reason. And when I left, I went to the open marketplace for health insurance. I pay half of what I was actually paying through the hospital in premiums. It's possible. Yes. Anything. It's so possible. Yeah. Something you and I frequently talk about and that I like talking about with people is like figuring out how to live your best life that best day and like what do you need to remove from your plate what do you need to put on it and figuring out how to create that yeah one of the like reasons that really gave me the confidence to leave was actually like that first mastermind that I went to of yours really I mean there was like several things leading up to you know me retiring but that Mm -hmm. definitely like just sparked something in me where I was like you know what this is possible yeah to do. Yeah, I think, I don't know, so often, like, because I went through it too, being a woman and especially a woman in agriculture, you think you have to do certain things for your family or your farm or whatever, and certain things are expected of you, and you think you just have to fall into this role. Do I really enjoy doing this, or am I doing this because I think other people think I have to do it? And really just mm-hmm. having that conversation with yourself of like, what do I want to do? What makes me happy? Because when you can find that, then you can do a better job of serving other people, of serving your family. Like life is just better when you find that sweet spot. That's a hundred percent accurate. I thought I was being selfish by wanting to quit my job because I was like, I make sacrifices for my family. This is what I need to do in order to provide the benefits. Mm-hmm. But really, like I was doing a disservice to my family because I was always cranky. I was always being pulled in different directions. Once I retired, I am fully there for my kids. I see them on weekends and holidays and like, that's all they wanted. They wanted their mom. Mm -hmm. Here I thought I was being selfish, but really it was like the best thing for my family. Like I'm just a more patient mom. I'm a better wife. Like Mm -hmm. I'm less cranky. And yeah, it's just been amazing for our whole family. Yeah, I love it. So my social media story starts I've actually been sharing online I think for over 11 years like I started 
before Instagram was even really a thing. I actually started with a blog. And my goal was to really just share about the dairy industry because Facebook was alive and well. And so many people were sharing like misconceptions and food myths and farm myths. And I was like, something's got to give. So I started just blogging about daily things that would happen at the farm. Um, And a lot of it was in the beginning was just like egg facts and busting myths and doing that. And people really liked that. And I did take off after, I don't know what year it was, like maybe five years in, but I had shared like kind of a controversial topic. I was talking about antibiotics and how, you know, farmers don't just use antibiotics willy nilly. There's a purpose, there's a time, there's a place. We follow withdrawal periods. And it just kind of went viral over on the old Facebook. Yeah. So I don't know. Then I just kept sharing more dairy farm life stuff. But my content kind of changed and my whole outlook kind of changed after I had kids because I went from full-time farmer to now part-time farmer, full-time butt wiper, full-time mom. I just really struggled with finding myself. Again, here I am in a role where I'm like, yeah, I want to be a mom, but I want more too. This can't be it for me. Social media then really became a place for me to find community and have people to talk to. And I started sharing more about me and more about mom life. And then I actually started selling skincare. If you ever told me I would be in direct sales, I would have said, no, 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 I ain't doing that shit. But I did it and it was actually a lot of fun and I met a lot of new people, a lot of people outside of my egg community. So then I was able to share my life and what I knew about agriculture with them. And now I was making money online, which before I had not made money. I was just sharing for the hell of it, you know? And then you get a taste of that money and you're like, this is great. I really went with, you know, I was still talking about farm life, but the skincare was in there and and just more of who I was as a woman in egg. And then just a year and a half ago, I went to a retreat because I wanted to make modern day farm chicken brand. I was like, like I said, I got that taste of money. I was like, how can I make more money? How can I really turn this into something? And I went to that retreat and I got my money's worth because not only did I learn how to make modern day farm chicken brand, I also really discovered my why and why I wanted to share and what I wanted to do. And when you have that like foundation and that why, I think everything just gets so much easier. And it did. And it's what led me to hosting these mastermind events, to my virtual masterminds, to speaking, to brand partnerships. And it's just really cool that I've found something for me. Like I love the farm life and what I get to do there. But I also love that I have my own thing. And anyone who farms knows that having a side hustle or somebody with a second job is really beneficial because dairy farming does not always pay the bills. And so it's really cool that I have created something that not only makes me really happy, but also helps pay the bills. Good for you for like investing in yourself to gain some clarity. That's awesome. Yeah, I think if you're listening, take the time for yourself. I'm so glad I went to that retreat. It was scary as hell and it wasn't cheap, but what I got out of it really changed me for the better. Like I'm so happy with where I'm at. I think social media is a cool thing. We have this podcast now. I mean, look at us. Oh yeah. (laughs) Just look at us. I can't believe it. (laughs) Just living the dream. Yeah. And I I mean that reason we wanted to do this podcast is we wanted to connect with other rural women and also show them that like you can go do that thing, whatever it is. Right. If you want to farm and share it and sell skincare at the same time, you can fucking do it. Sell your paintings or whatever, like whatever is on your heart and your mind, you can do it. 
the things people are selling on the internet these days, guys. <laughs> Let's talk about it. I did a little Google search. I Googled like weirdest things people are selling online and it's crazy. People are farting into bags and shipping it across the country and selling their farts. Like if people can sell their farts, you can share your story online. Right? They're making successful businesses out of this shit. Not only are they doing it, but they are talking about it on the internet. They are probably showing you how they fart in a bag and how they package it up. Shameless. So if they can do that, you can talk about whatever it is you do. Yep. There's a community for everybody. Exactly. So there is restaurants for dogs. Okay. You might have heard of cat cafes or dog-friendly restaurants, but have you ever heard of a restaurant just for dogs? San Francisco's dog, I don't, it's D-O-G-U-E, so like Vogue, Dog, offered a $75 tasting menu exclusively for canines. $75. (laughs) Wait. Meanwhile, my dog over here is eating eating cat and cow shit. (laughs) Mine too. Mine's just. That's what I should do. Start collecting calf shit and like. Marketing it as fancy dog food, dog treats. Treats. You can make treats out of it. Or like placenta treats. Yes. And the, and people love to eat placenta these days because of all the health oh, benefits. they're wild about it. <laughs> Market that right up. My question is, can you attend this dog restaurant or is it strictly dogs? It doesn't say, but I am curious as well. Is there only one menu or is there a human menu and a dog menu? Right. I have so many questions. I don't know. Dog is dedicated to spreading the word about pet nutrition and its effects on dogs' health. You can purchase dog food to go or have a meal plan custom made for your dog's dietary needs. Good for them. (laughs) What else did you find? Dirty rotten flowers. And it says, bad breakup, good sense of humor. Does spite drive your decision making? Dirty rotten flowers is for you. This business sends bouquets of dead rotting flowers to your not loved ones. Just keep in mind that because you're not sending fresh live flowers, the recipient doesn't get the opportunity to love something and then watch it die and feel guilty because they kill everything they touch. However, sending a rotten bouquet will send a clearer message. (laughs) Okay, this is actually genius. Right? How many people at my last mastermind were talking about growing flowers? Like, I feel like that's all the rage on the gram. Now you have something to do with the bouquets that don't sell. All yes. Flowers. Don't money. toss those puppies out. You should be marketing that. There's like, I've heard of this company that will send your enemies a card. And when they open the card, a bunch of glitter just explodes everywhere. My you friend, know how hard it is to go the red. Every Christmas card I get from her, I know I need to open it over the garbage because that glitter is coming out. She gets me every time. Yep. And there is nothing worse than glitter. Yeah. If these businesses can build up communities surrounding them and just like loyal customers, like you can do it too. (laughs) Selling feet pics. Another one that showed up on the list was called Cuddle Party. We all need a hug sometimes. Thankfully, cuddle parties exist. Cuddle Party does more than just hold you. The service also teaches you how to create boundaries and connections. After opening up with a welcome circle and learning some basic skills, the floor opens up to freestyle cuddling. Cuddle Party services are available in various places in the United States. 
Europe, Canada, and Australia. Visit the Cuddle Party website to find out more. I feel like we should be sponsored right now by Cuddle Party. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We can't be like promoting their business. But <laughs> we ain't getting paid for that. I'm just kidding. These are businesses. I feel like Cuddle Party is an invitation to for like every creeper yeah, around. Over there. It's going to get weird. Great idea, but it wouldn't be for me. Yeah. I, I don't like they, being touched. No, not by strangers. Mm-mm. I'm not much of a hugger. Like I hug Tom and my kids, but even my sisters were just not huggers. It depends on the person, but yeah, in general, really not. Like I will hug Erin and like you said, my kids, but. Yeah. I like a good, you know, wife. Hi. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I'm a weirdo with like when people get sad or something bad's happened, I don't know how to handle myself. I don't either. It's really uncomfortable for me. I don't know what to say. I don't have the words. My friend's mom passed away a couple years ago and like my heart breaks for her. I'm just so worried. Like, am I showing it appropriately? Because I don't know how to act. And so like, I just flat out told her like, I don't know how to act. I don't know what to do. I will be at your mom's funeral and i will be the friend that has a bag full of everything you might need tissues liquor nail polish a snack i got you just come to me with whatever you need like i just i feel like i go to work when someone needs me like i was loading up flowers i'm just like what do you need me to do because that's the only way like i'm just not i can't tap into that emotional side i think that's what people in that moment really need though is just comfort like you provide so i think you're doing just fine Oh, good. I hope so. That was a tangent. <laughs> Anywho, um, <laughs> back to yeah, and doing whatever you want to do. I do you follow influencers in the wild on the gram? I do, but none of their stuff ever pops up anymore. So I don't know. I've missed out, really. Yeah, because they're funny videos. I just saw it popped up on my feed that this woman who is an influencer, she bedazzles Stanley Tumblers. And sells them for a thousand dollars a piece, and people are buying them. What? <laughs> I can't even buy a Stanley, right? Let I alone a bedazzled one. Afford, I, yeah, I have a knockoff Stanley Hydro Flow. I do too. Yeah, guys, highly recommend Hydro Flow. Which one is that? Ooh, it's just- not real. It's it's from Walmart. Walmart. It's a Paris Hilton edition. Ooh, see, look, she even signed it. Oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. No, I found one on Amazon. It's called Hydroflow. Same like size, style, everything. But what I like about it is it's got the metal straw, but then it has like a silicone rubbery piece on the top. Yeah. Because I don't seem like that. sipping on a hard metal object. You don't like putting hard things <laughs> in your mouth. I get that. No. Like me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I had forgot. Sorry, go ahead. No, you go. I was going to just keep talking about influencers in the wild and ask you if you've ever had an influencer in the wild sort of situation. Anybody ever catch you doing something weird for the gram? No, I don't think so. I usually don't film anything out in public. Mm. For one, I'm embarrassed. (laughs) For two, I don't want to like catch anybody in the background that like doesn't want to be posted all over the internet. Mm -hmm. But I have recorded me obviously on my farm and <laughs> people have driven up like my father-in-law has caught me a couple times 
or like the delivery guy or, you know, people driving by and it's embarrassing for some reason. Filming the content is super embarrassing, but like posting it is not. And I don't understand it. (laughs) It makes no sense. Because I don't I don't know something about like posting it to essentially strangers on the Internet. Like you don't know these people. They might leave you a nasty comment, but whatever. For the most part. Yeah. Saying anything. They're usually just like, you're hilarious. This is great. But yeah, when it's people, you know, like your father-in-law or your mother-in-law, or I have a delivery man story. So I was trying to film, I was in the calf pens um, and I was trying, do you remember that? Like, I think it was a Beyonce trend where like you, you kind of. Yes. productively <laughs> come back up. So I was doing that with and the Schwann's man pulls in <laughs> and he's like, hi. And I'm like, hi, like you just saw me pop my ass out (laughs) pop lock and drop it for y'all oh it was i'm so glad you got that on video though that was magic it really was i love a good like blooper when people share their bloopers on the gram i'm like give me more of that i need yes stuff i'm here for it Mm -hmm. speaking of embarrassing things that happen on social media we have some stories from followers regarding embarrassing things that happen on social media so let's dive into those okay here's one one of my followers said she accidentally started a live broadcast as she was fumbling around in the laundry basket and she had instagram open and she was half dressed oh live you can't come back from I like I'm always afraid of that happening to me like anytime okay do you bring your phone in the bathroom with you oh absolutely for reading material we all do it okay don't lie to me everyone does it I'm always so paranoid that I'm gonna accidentally hit the live button like while I'm taking a shit scrolling through my phone valid I'm sure it's happened before to yeah, somebody. I mean, it's happened to somebody somebody in this world Here's one for you. She writes, I was literally sitting on our couch looking like a troll with just my bra and breast pump and shorts on. A sleeping newborn next to me and I was eating Oreos. It was on Snapchat. So she says maybe not social media, but on Snapchat, social media. That's social. Yeah, that's a media platform. Yeah. Her husband snapped a picture just to be funny and then went to exit out of Snapchat, but accidentally posted it to his story instead. Oh, no. (laughs) until I saw it five minutes later. So I yell at him and he tries to delete it but can't figure it out. <laughs> so I take his phone and I've now like 15 people have seen it. She got it deleted and luckily it was just mostly family who saw it but also his ex-girlfriend. Oh my god. I love this is because this would have been me. I can picture her on the couch in the most non-sexy position probably yep. like Enrolled, unflattering angle breast pump on milk dripping and you're just mounting down on oreos <laughs> that's the best part it's the oreos that's the kicker yeah that's great one of my followers also wrote in and said a scammer copied her business account and then it linked a bunch of inappropriate content and she showed me and it was butthole pictures <laughs> no Oh, and then we were both talking. We're like, are you curious to see if like any because the scammer like followed all of her followers? Yeah. And so some of them followed back like, oh, this is, you know, so and so like, that's weird. Right. I'm like, click the follow button. I was like, are you curious to see if any of them like subscribe to 
the butthole pictures. <laughs> like, Ooh, so buttholes. Hmm. Yep, it was just straight up buttholes. No, thank you. <laughs> All right, someone wrote in to me and said, "I made a slideshow of our honeymoon for my parents, and little did I know, but it had photos of my husband's naked ass in there." <laughs> I was like, "You can't leave me with just that. I need details." all of the things. And she says, okay, okay. So we took our honeymoon to the Virgin Islands, had an amazing time. And each year we talk about how bad we want to go back. When we got back, my mom wanted to hear all about our fun time and see the photos. My dad had this brilliant idea to plug my phone into the TV so they could see it on the big screen. It was just me and my parents. So her husband is not there. And I quickly scrolled through the photos on my phone before plugging into the big screen. I had selected a handful of photos to be hidden. All was going well until my husband's naked ass came across the TV and I immediately turned red of embarrassment as both my parents bust up laughing. I tell them that they did not see anything and we must never tell my husband. <laughs> it's been four years and he's still clueless that they've seen him naked. Oh my god. So I have a lot of questions again. Like, are we talking like a, a bedroom saucy pick? Or are we talking like... A mirror pick. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm saying they must have been saucy because if she like purposely tried to hide some, like she knew, okay, we were, you know, we yeah. did shoot a little boudoir. You know, it could have been a lot worse. It could have been like a dick pick. Yeah. At least it was just his butt cheeks. I mean, I think it's funny that they still haven't told him. Like, he's just, he's just living life. My mom, the first time she met Aaron, he was in his undies. What? Because we, Aaron and I, we <laughs> went out to the bars, like back home. Like, I took him home to meet my parents. We went out to the bars with my sister and brother-in-law and we ended up like, okay, this sounds creepy, skinny dipping in the creek, but like we were away from my yeah. <laughs> from my sibling. I get you. I don't know. Aaron just never put his pants back on. We showed up at my parents' house at like 2 a.m. Yeah. We were all wet and Aaron was standing in his underwear, just dripping wet. Oh. My mom was like, oh, it's nice to meet you. <laughs> We're like, this is the one I picked. <laughs> and then I married that man. Sure did. Oh, do you have any other good stories from followers? I do not. That was it. Someone wrote in, I sent a pic of my boobs to my husband in Facebook Messenger. It automatically added it to my story. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. That's a dicey place to be sexed in. That is unfortunate. Facebook Messenger would not be my, like, not that I am sexting because I am way too nervous about that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, you know how you can make your elbow or something look like cleavage? Yes. Is that what you be doing? Yep, Are you sending that, that to Tom? Getting the sexting. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so I could see how that could happen. Like, I remember recently on Facebook where if you message about a story it's now like public yes like it shows up as a comment and so i had a few people who would things not like horrible but they're like oh i didn't think this was going to be a public comment <laughs> sorry <laughs> it is weird yeah i get those like kind of messages i'm like what's happening here i don't know who i'm talking to where this is going yeah make that warning bigger facebook come on Here's another little one. This guy I graduated high school with posted a bunch of pics of his kids, and among them was a dick pic. 
wait. What? Can you say that again? He created a Facebook post, you know, a little photo dump of the children. And, and then his penis was in there. Yep, sure was. Was it really an accident? <laughs> Single dad trying to get the ladies. <laughs> Oops, how'd that get in there? Oh, men are disgusting. For reals. Why did he have that on his phone in the first place? Right. Like, have you ever been like, oh, I just want a penis picture that no. would really get me revved up? No woman has ever, ever, ever looked. thought that. They're not good looking. I don't no. I don't want to look that thing in the eye. I don't. <laughs> like, balls are weird. Uh-huh. You, like, I'm not saying vaginas are beautiful either, but. But why yeah, men, like, women want to see them is, I don't understand. I don't either. PSA, men, we don't want to see your wieners. Nope, nobody's asked for it. Keep that shit in your pants. Yep. It's a different type of podcast. (laughs) People are like, whoa. Yeah, I think the moral of the story here is you can do anything. You can share your story. You can take pictures of your feet. Don't take pictures of your dick. If you're a man, don't do it. Friend, don't be scared. Don't let imposter syndrome get you down. It's not easy. Like, I think we would both say, like, our social media journeys. And, and just our business journeys, they weren't easy. And it takes time. Yeah. You have to get started. Like right. there's never going to be a good time. Just start something now. Do it scared and see where it goes. Do stuff that scares you. Absolutely. That's my new motto for 2024. Don't compare yourself to others. Just everyone's on a different journey. Just do it. And be completely yourself. Like don't give a fuck what right. other people are going to think. Don't worry about the mean comments. We got your back. Yes. And it's okay to not know what you're doing. That's why we call ourselves Eggs Most Okayest Farm Girls, because we don't we don't know what we're doing. We don't have it figured out, but we're trying. No, I don't. Well, friend, with that, you have a day. You have a day. Have the day you deserve. A good one or a bad one. It doesn't matter. Okay. Right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Guys, thanks for hanging out with us today. If you had as much fun as we did, would you do us a favor and share this episode with a friend? Speaking of friends, can we all be friends over on the Instagram? You can find me at at Mod Farm Chick. And me at Mrs. Green Pastures Cattle. See you next week, guys. <laughs>